The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And boy, was that a game. The Bills dismantled the Raiders at their house, 34-14. Well, we got a lot to talk about, and it's not about the schedule or definitely not about the playoffs. That and more here on Show 395. Alright, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the post game for the Bills and the Raiders. Ugly is a friggin' understatement. Gotta hit on that. We're not even gonna talk about the frickin' Dolphins, because quite honestly, it doesn't really matter. We're here just to watch a little football, perhaps have some entertainment, but our expectations, well, you can forget about it. You know what I'm saying? We will certainly hit the bone line because you deserve (laughs) a place to vent. And please excuse me because I just had a minor surgery this morning. Feeling a little bit jacked up. So I'm trying to do the best I can. No excuses, just reality. Let's just get this over with quickly. The post game for the Bills, it'll be fast, it'll be furious, it'll make you furious. <laughs> uh, I hate this. After the Raiders secured the last gasp of a possible saving of the season last Thursday with the win against the Kansas City Chiefs, they traveled to Buffalo with a must-win game again because we don't have very many left. We have eight games in the season. Well, that was nine games. And we need to win as many of those as we can if we want to go anywhere and... What we got was, we got clowns flying around. Everyone knew going into this year that defense wasn't going to be the strong point. It was offense. Last year, this team was top five offenses, and we everyone's complaining. Now this year, where's this offense? It's not even in the top five anymore. What is going on? It goes to show you that there is a disconnect. Somewhere, there's a disconnect because you got better. You got way better player at oh. tight end. Your tight end's not even close. You went out and got Patterson. You went out and made some weapons. You went and got Marshawn Lynch. Let me tell you right now, there is a disconnect. Billy alluded to it. I'm telling you, the talent is there. There is a disconnect somewhere. There is a okay, disconnect. So, so what has to happen is the players have to get in a room and they got to call call it what it is. They know what it is. Yes. At this point, they do. the Raiders know what's going on. If it is a coaching issue, they know. And they got to have a heart-to-heart and got to say, we have to, 
We have to rise above the play calling. And we have to make it happen, guys. They have to have one of those kind of talks and say, this one's on us. Our coach is who he is. Okay. Maybe he's Derek's best friend. Maybe he isn't. Whatever. He got the job because of Derek. It doesn't really matter. He's the offensive coordinator. Jack Del Rio is the head coach. The offense has to go out and score touchdowns. Agree. There's a belief system that they, like you said, they got to get together. They rise above it. Do they do somehow, some way, and that's not easy to do. No, it's no. not easy to get a group of men to rise above collectively and believe everybody. in something they don't. Well, that that has been the thing that you've been hearing is as you're saying, Lo. There's something going on. Every, everybody around the team, like the beat writers know it. They don't want to go with it. But when you talk to them privately, I mean, people know there's something going on. Now, is this the perfect time to make the change of whether it is this meeting, whatever has to happen to get them back on track? The fact that you didn't come home, you're staying at the Ritz-Carlton, Sarasota, Florida, so you're all together. You're all supposedly a trip like this can be like a bonding trip. Is this maybe the perfect point if the Raiders are going to go on a six and two, seven and one run and get back in this thing? Is this the perfect time to get everybody in that room and say, all right, we got to turn this S around? Uh, Bill, yeah, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm stuck because here's the thing. We already know Miami Dolphins is fire selling. They're trying to trade receivers. They already trade their running back. They're trying to trade guys. Their season, they believe, is over. They got motorboat at 40-something or nothing. Monday Night TV got blasted by Baltimore. Raiders going there. And you know what? Miami beats them. It's going to tell you a lot about this team. Oh, yes. It's going to so tell you a lot about this character because you got a team that's fire selling. It should be a blowout. I, is okay. what it should be. rolling if they lose be. this game, right? Todd Downey's probably not coming back to Alameda. Kid Nord Jr. is probably not coming back to Alameda, even though I don't think he's done a bad job. This not the worst job. I mean, but somebody's going to be, like you mentioned, Rolo. Well, you have a head coach who's a defensive guy. Right. You brought in Pagano, <laughs> and you got Ken Norton. I mean, you got three big-time coaches for this defense, but here's the deal. You cannot get a mule to win the Kentucky Derby. I don't care how hard he trains. I don't care if he's got the best horse trainer, mule trainer on the planet. You got Bob Baffert. I don't give a crap. I don't give, hey, I don't give a crap if he's injecting whatever. That mule is not going to win the Kentucky Derby. It ain't happening. Are you trying to say Nutrition 53 can't get that mule, that mule across uh, well, the line? Wait, wait, we didn't say that. <laughs> At 53 uh, can make this happen. We got clowns flying around. Four. Count them. Four turnovers, folks. You will lose a football game with four turnovers. There's no team, I haven't seen any team, with come back from four turnovers. Perhaps I'm wrong. Could be. But I doubt it seriously. This was... Again, a coaching disaster, a disaster of gigantic season-ending proportion because it's over. Jack Del Rio looks like he hasn't slept in two months. Norton looks like he has sleep. He looks like he's he's rested as heck. He don't even look like he's even stressed out. 
Uh, but our head coach, he's stressed out. What I want to say before I get any of that buffoonery is the Bills game was an embarrassment. I couldn't even sit and watch the whole thing. I was uh, at a bar up in Point Arena, and um, I <laughs> I could not even believe that we went backwards from going so far forwards. So let's find out what's going on with our Raiders. Rich Gannon, the Raider Pro Bowl, uh, four times over quarterback and the MVP of the Raiders and the whole league in 2002, joins us once a week on the Football Hour brought to you by Livermore Ford to assess what's going on with uh, Derek and the offense. So, Rich, uh, what did you see from Buffalo after that shootout with Kansas City? Sunday was a major, major letdown to the major disappointment. It really was. It's you know what a difference a week makes. I really felt like this team would carry some momentum into Buffalo. I don't know if the weather got them, and it just it just came out. And and uh, I don't want to say they were flat. I don't know if that's fair to say that, but you know obviously. They have a lead at the end of the first quarter. I still don't think they're playing their best football, and yet they just they just start making mistakes. I, you know, if you really look at this team, really over the last five weeks, a, a third down is an absolute disaster. I mean, it, it just I don't know if they don't spend enough time in practice repping third down situations. I don't know if Derek's just not comfortable with some of the calls that are coming in. It just seems like they're not all on the same page with, with third down, and it continues to be a problem, and then the turnovers. I mean, you go on the road, you turn the ball over four times against a team like that, you're not going to win. But third down, I, I just, for the life of me, I can't figure it out. I mean, just you go back and you keep looking at this team and, and how they're performing, and, you know, third down, it just when you, you're 3-10 of 10 on third down, they had the ball for 24 minutes, but some of those third downs were, were ugly. Yeah, and I'm thinking about it. It's the three, the last three games on the road, Rich. The uh, the terrible. Washington game, the Denver Washington, game, Denver. Yep. and this game. It's been terrible on third down. And it, you know, the old line, you know, quarterbacks, the the, the the whole football team, the offensive football team will take care of first and second down, Rich. Did you feel like third down was your down as a quarterback? I think with the third down is what really separates the, the good ones from the great ones. And I think, you know, what Derek has to understand is these defensive coordinators, guys, they spend so much time on Tuesday night, on Wednesday night. I mean, it's like first and second down or first and second down. It sometimes they'll be in, in the sub package because of personnel. But third down is, is the money down. And it's where they're spending all their time. It's like Christmas for these coordinators. They can throwing so many different combinations at you, different pressures, different schemes, the double-A gaps, they drop, they rush. I mean, I talked to one coordinator just out of that one look alone where they, they walked the two linebackers or a linebacker in safety between the center and guard gaps. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get, the, they're trying to get you to declare and, and account for them, and then they went up dropping both, dropping one, bringing both. I talked to one coordinator said so they had 12 different looks out of that front alone. And, you know, some are pressures, some are, you know, some are dropping eight in coverage. I mean, it, and it all looks the same to the quarterback. So that's really where you've got to be able to spend your time. We break it down into situations of third and two to four, third and five to seven, eight to 12, 13 plus. And each of those is different. You know, Gruden should always say it's like going to a different part of your house. You know, you got a living room, you do certain things in your living room. You got a kitchen, you do certain things in your kitchen. Well, in these situations, you've got to be exact and precise. And when I watch the Raiders right now, you just don't see it. You see some indecision with receivers running certain breaks and certain cuts. You see some issues with protection. You see some communication issues. You see alignment issues. You see some confusion with the quarterback. And it's just killing them right now when you look at third down. But what do you see from Derek Carr's eyes? 
Is he seeing enough of the field? It seems like he's coming off the primary early and going to the check down of the young backs over the middle. And then sometimes he's staring things down too much, Rich, and the, def- and the defense is cluing his eyes, and his eyes are taking the opponents right to the football. Yeah, I think you're right. I think sometimes, you know, sometimes he's, he's trying to fight zoning linebackers. In other words, trying to fit it in over these linebackers, and, and that's how a ball can easily get tipped. I think at times he's trying to force throws in there. I think at times he's getting surprised and not seeing it. You know, the one with, the one with, um, you know, where Micah Hyde makes the pick, you know, I, I, I thought clearly he had a pretty good sense of what was going on coverage wise, and yet that ball gets tipped. Anytime a ball gets tipped, it's probably not going to end well for the offense, but, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, you look at Derek right now and I just, I see two different players. Like you see a player in the Washington game, you see a player in the first half or the first, you know, whatever it was, 40 minutes or 45 minutes of the Denver game. And then, and then you see the guy in the last quarter of the Chiefs game. I mean, which is the guy that we all recognize from last year where he just, you know, get out of the way. Let me take it. I've got answers. I'm going to, I'm going to find you a completion. You know, just, just the resiliency. And I just, for whatever reason, I saw, you know, I watched the game. You, you see some of the, some of the shots of him on the sidelines. And he, I always look at the quarterback's eyes. I think the quarterback's eyes are, are a tell. They tell you a lot. And just to me right now, it just seems like there's some indecision. There's some confusion there. And that's a, that's a problem. And they've got to get it sorted out because, you know, you look where they're at right now with their record at three and five. They've not played well on the road, just one and three. And they've dug themselves a real deep hole that, is not going to be easy to get out of when you look at what's happening with the Chiefs in that division. Yeah, and, you know, Derek being the quarterback, we're obviously going to concentrate on him. But I want to get your thoughts about Amari Cooper. And the second interception Derek threw, I don't know how closely you watched it, but the effort from Amari. Amari's effort on that play, Rich, what what did you see there? Well, it bothered me, you know. And and, uh, here's a guy that, you know, has obviously got off to a real sluggish start. And then all of a sudden he has a really, I want to say, a breakout performance against the Chiefs. But, you know, everyone got excited again. And then, you know, you see plays like that. And you can't, at that position, you've got to be consistent. You can't take plays off. The effort has to be there. You know, if you can't make the catch or you can't make the play, you've got to make sure the other team doesn't make the, the, the catch. I think at times when you watch Amari, I mentioned this before, guys, there's some indecision there as a, as a route runner. Sometimes I think he's confused and types of coverage, where he's supposed to be with his depth. Um, you know, sometimes he – I'm not going to say he takes plays off, but, like, it, it just – it's not – you know, he's got to clean up his game. And, you know, you can talk all you want about – calling plays and getting him involved and getting him going early, but you got to earn your catches. And I didn't like what I saw from Lamar on that particular play. Yeah, then I'm thinking back, even the, you know, the fourth down play before oh, the yeah. last interception, he just he quit on the route, Rich. It almost seems like, and I watched him warm up before the game, everybody, not just Amari, but the, right. it seemed like the wide receivers just didn't want to play in that weather, and it was cold, obviously, compared to where we come from, but it wasn't like it was four degrees. It was 47 degrees, but Amari just played like he was frozen stiff. That's a mentality. It really is. I'll I tell you a great story. When I was with the Raiders my first year in 99, we went somewhere cold. I can't remember if it was if it was Kansas City or somewhere where it was pretty cold, and I, I can remember guys getting dressed in the locker room before the game. And I was blown away at the amount of undergarments that these guys are putting on. It was like these guys were from like Jamaica and they've never been in like sub-freezing temperatures. And I thought to myself, these guys aren't even going to be able to like touch their toes, let alone run. And it was almost, you could hear the, the, 
the conversation complaining about the weather and the temperature and the field conditions and everything. I thought to myself, this isn't good. And we didn't play particularly well. We wound up losing a close game. I thought, you know, this is the wrong mentality, the wrong mindset. Like, great teams don't care about the weather. They don't use it as an excuse. They go in there. And to me, when you look at that game, you watch the weather and you watch. One team handled it really well, didn't turn the football over. Another team turns over four times. And you could tell it affected them. They did not play particularly well. I didn't think they handled the situation and, and the conditions like they should have. Rich, you look at this Raiders season, they have five losses, and you could probably pin four of them strictly on the offense. Now we're talking about Derek Carr here. I, I just want to ask you, how much of this is on the coordinator? How much is this on his quarterback coach, Jake Peets? I mean, what can they do from a coaching standpoint to get this offense back in gear? Because in the losses, they're averaging 13.4 points a game, and we thought this offense before the season, Rich, could score 500 points. Really surprising to see this team get shut out in the second and third quarter. Just, you know, when you think about this, the, the talent that they have, I mean, you, you look at Crabtree, you look at Cooper, you know, you look at the quarterback. They went out and got Jared Cook, who's a good player. Uh, they've got some, you know, even without, uh, obviously, Marshawn Lynch. I mean, DeAndre Washington, uh, Jalen Richard, these guys are explosive players. They can do some damage in the in the, the running game and also the passing game with the screen game and things like that. And so, you know, they've got plenty. Of, the offensive line is one of the wealthiest offensive lines in football. I mean, there's no excuse for this offense not to go out and score points and be productive. Right? You could look and say they've got a different coordinator. Look, there's so many excuses that they're just they're just that they're excuses. There, there's no reason for this. This this is a too too talented of a team that well won 12 games last year. You know, you watch them at times this year. You know, they look like they could beat anybody, and they can. I really believe this team, if they all play like they're, they're capable of playing, they can, they can go play with anybody. But I also believe, like a lot of other teams out there that if they don't have their best stuff, they can get beat by anybody. I mean, that's really our league right now, guys. I mean, you, there's a handful of teams that I think are really pretty good, and the rest of them are, you know, teams. Look, I did Seattle this weekend. I mean, Seattle played the Texans. The Texans had that game won in Seattle with a rookie quarterback. I mean, there's not a dominant team right now in this league, and the Raiders have to figure out at 3-5, and five, what are we going to do in the second half of the season? How interesting can we make this? Can we get ourselves into the postseason? And then anything can happen. But they're too inconsistent. I disagree with you. I look at the defense at times. I think the defense is too inconsistent. I mean, this has not been a top five, top ten defense in a while. So they've got a lot of ills that they've got to get cleaned up. And, you know, that's you can't pin it on the quarterback, the coordinator. They've got issues on both sides of the football. And one week after playing one of the most exciting games we've seen in years, uh, they play just, uh, they lay an egg in Buffalo. No other way to say it. I like the run defense. Terrible. I mean, the play goes for a buck 51. They got, they got. They got bullied. They got completely bullied. Buffalo's offensive line just won. They, they, and the Raiders turned the ball over. That's a huge story in the game, Rich. But they lost both lines of scrimmage. The, the offensive line didn't get the push with Marshawn not there. And the defensive line got pushed back over and over and over again on Sunday. And how many times do I have to hear from Jack Del Rio after the game that, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't play physical enough up front? And, and that's not, that's about the third time this year that I've heard that comment. I just read the post clips from Coach Del Rio after this game and talking about where they're at and kind of an overview at the halfway point. And he made that comment. He basically said that, you know, we have not played as well up front on both sides of the ball, and that's a problem. I mean, that, that, this is football, and that's where it starts. It starts with the big men 
in the grass, in the trenches, and they have not been as dominant as they need to be. There's been too many snafus with the protections, with guys running clean through the A and B and C gaps with Derek. Derek having to step around somebody, throw the ball away, make a play. I just think the community, if you're going to ask me where I would start, really on both sides of the ball, but let's start on offense. It's got to be with the communication. Communication between the play call and the quarterback, between the quarterback and the offensive line and the receivers. I just, when I watch them, you just see too many times where they're not on the same page. And it always gets back to communication. And I think they've had too many communication breakdowns. They've got to clean some things up. I don't know if they have too much volume. You know, I always say less less volume and more creativity with the play caller. You don't need 150 passes to go into a game. And I don't know if they're trying to do too much right now. And what happens with a lot of young coordinators, guys, is that they want to make sure they cover themselves. So what do they do? They have every little pass in for every little situation, and you wind up having 150 passes, which you can't rep during the week. And then you wind up calling a couple of them that they haven't rep during the week. Or there's some confusion. Amari's not sure if he should line up inside the numbers, outside the numbers. He doesn't know if he's supposed to convert this or just cover two. And then you start having mistakes. Now all of a sudden the quarterback's standing back there holding the football, and he's not sure what to do. And when there's indecision with the quarterback, bad things happen. And I just, it just, well, you know what? Screw it. I'm not even going to separate any of this shit. We're going to go right into expectations. Expectations were very high at the beginning of the year, but I think as a fan base, we all saw there were some big holes. Team's supposed to be improved. They got better players. Didn't mean a God-blessed thing. Nothing. Because this team went south so fast, you'd think they are in the run from the law. This team... With Marshawn Lynch, don't get me started up at that knucklehead. I'm sure he's a fine guy, but he's an idiot. You don't do that to your team. You don't do that to your team in a game that matters that much. Marshawn Lynch is coming back. He's flying out there to Miami today. He'll be back with the team. Harder players now feeling about Marshawn Lynch. In all the extra shenanigans, practicing at Oakland Tech High School. Obviously, Marshawn Lynch can be a factor, and he could be a key piece to the team. But Guys, how are they really feeling like about did Marshawn Lynch? Did anybody talk about, and I haven't heard, what if he would? What if he got hurt? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. What if he school? hurt one of those kids? Right. Yeah. Or what if he got hurt, twisted an ankle on the field or something, exactly. cutting across the field? I Just, you know, it's selfish behavior that just doesn't belong hey you you kind of love the idea of it it was fun when i first heard it but then i was like whoa well wait a minute no he did not i was like okay but maybe he was just messing around out there no but when i saw like five guys on his his back back. (laughs) trying to bring him down i'm like that's dangerous. Yeah. That's the quickest I've ever seen him look, guys. <laughs> All season. That's the quickest I've seen him look. I look at I look at it. I think it was still silly. I think it was a bad choice, but I think the guy was trying to get keep his pads and used to contact and all those things. I still think it was a horrible choice. Silly. Wasn't the best choice. What about him and the future with the Raiders? How do you feel? It's, there's no future. I think after this year, you you got to cut ties because you you know what? I think that Marshawn Lynch is a as a still one of the best, if not the best, power back, short yardage back in the league right now. I think he's better better than anybody out there right now still. But I think the biggest thing is you, he's not utilizing him right. Offensive lines, a lot of dip play calling, don't design it. Look at it last week against Kansas City, first play of the game, Marshawn Lynch to give him the ball, flea flicker. What all the corners do? They thought run, got there, he got nosy. Yep. 
wide open receivers. Right. You got to utilize the guy, right? You got to put him in situations where it's not just run because teams are going to pin their ears back. You can use him in on pass downs, do some different things. Yeah, that just he, goes he can catch out of the backfield. So yeah. allow him to catch some little check downs, yeah. do some things like that, play action to him. And then, but he needs to come in and get back to business. Leave all this social media alone. I, I agree with you, Bill. I, you know, and I, I like the guy. I think that he's, I think that you got to have, Jack needs to sit down with him and say, Marshawn, no more of this. Uh, Marshawn, you know, you look at what's going on. You look at all the videos and things out there. I understand guys got brands. I understand you're trying to make some extra money and do those things. But man, hell, let's wait till after the off season. Let's wait till the off season to do but a lot of these not. things. I, but he's I, not. He's not going to stop I'm just, that. I'm just saying it's, it's a distra- some of this stuff can be a distraction, especially when you're not winning. Especially when you're not winning. So I yeah, just think if that the they were, if they were looking, on fire right now, be good. and he be was good. kicking ass, and yeah, you do, hey, yeah. Th- those things, those things get covered up, right? But well, when you start losing that attention to detail, they start looking, they start cleaning the corners. No question in our, the meeting rooms. Our players looking at Jack Dale real differently with Marshawn Lynch running, you know, rough shot over everything and kind of just doing his own thing. Are the players saying, Jack? <laughs> just letting this guy run wild, or are they cool with that? I'd like to see. I, I think a guy like Navarro Bowman go up to him and say, "Man, let's sit and talk." I'm not been here long, brother, but hey, I, we played against one another. Respect you, but man, come on, man, let's try to turn this thing around. Hey, I'm here, you here, man. We got to, we got to turn. You got to show these guys how to be leaders. Right now, it's just there's a disconnect. Cleo Mack can't do everything on that defense. There's guys that got to step up, and the guys got to hold their hold their hold the line. And once you're talking about the things that Bill and you're alluding to, Tony talking about, hey, there's some dysfunction, and guys aren't. Holding everyone accountable that just doesn't that did that you heard that out in the stands that just doesn't permeate on the offensive side of the ball it permeates on the defense and everyone's saying oh really you think it's like that you know that bill so now everyone knows what's going on there and it will it'll cause this team quickest way the quickest way to lose if that's going on i'm telling you right now i, I it, it's not a good i uh they can cut marshawn lynch yesterday good rins goodbye take your skittles with you I could care less. But the expectations we had, you know, as a fan, I'll just say for myself, and I'm sure if you think about it for you as well, if you looked at the games, you thought, uh, there's some holes here. There's some holes. We got to fix these things up or we're going to have trouble later on. And uh, sure enough, when we lost to the Blackbirds, it was evident that we are an absolute paper frickin' tiger. Clowns flying around. Paper tiger. You call it what you want. I call it a complete breakdown in coaching. From the organization, from the top to the bottom. There's a problem with our team. And I don't even know what it is. I just have to guess, just like you. It happened early. Our offensive coordinator is so over his head. He doesn't even, he can set a game plan, but changing it, forget it. It'll take him five more years to figure that out. And I don't want to take that much time here. Goodbye. Bye, Todd. Rumors (laughs) in the building, the offensive room that maybe. You know, guys aren't happy with the relationship between Carr and Downing. And I was, you know, I made a comment to where, you know, if there's a relationship that is just a little too safe, because tell us about when it. you don't play well, yeah, 
you got to have a coach that calls you out. And if he's kind of covering up, you know, bad play, the rest of the guys in the room pick up on that. You can't have that. You got to have a coach that will call you out no matter what. And you got to own your crap. Yeah. You know, because I, I didn't play badly a lot, but I had bad games where I didn't like going into that room because I knew I was going to get called out. And it didn't matter what year I was, whether I went to the Pro Bowl or not, I would get called out. That's just the way it went. Maybe Carr needs to be held accountable for what's going on. Some of not very good play. Yeah, and I've seen that happen, too, at different places where you players do. They read between the lines, and they can see kind of what's real and what's not. And what Bill's alluding to, when you go into a meeting and you know that you had a bad game, the coach is MFing you and all in your face, and you're just sitting there like, oh, my God, I can't wait to this meeting. It's over with. The night before, you can't sleep. You're replaying the play, thinking, oh, my God, you know they're going to see it. And they go out, and they get calling you out. Right now, if you have if you have a room that Bill's saying what he's talking about, if you have a room and guys know that guys aren't everyone's not being held the same accountability, they see right through it. And you know what? You lose those guys. You lose them immediately. They're looking and saying, "Okay, you're treating this guy. Let's see how you're going to get on him. You're not being the same way with the same consistency. Without a doubt, you'll get a rift throughout that room, and you get to get it so far down that rabbit hole, you can't get it back. And if that's happening, I'm sorry to say, I don't know if that's happening. That's what you're hearing, Townie. I don't know the section you sit in. I don't know what's going on. But if those things are happening and the people believe in those in that room are saying, hey, people are not holding everyone accountable, not playing the same game, not playing by the same rules. Let me tell you, this is over. It is O-V-E-R, over. Let's just say this. If Card played better, this team wouldn't be three and five. No, maybe wouldn't be much better, but five and three. Five and three, maybe. Well, and think about it. In their losses, in those four straight losses, they were only throwing. They were only scoring thirteen point five points a game and only throwing the ball for one hundred fifty seven yards. You can't win. Brutal. <laughs> you could. You would have beat the Chargers. You would have beat the Chargers. You would have beat. You, we looked at in Denver. Only only allowed when Denver. You only gave up what sixteen Three, points. Sixteen points. Two games. You should have won. Those two games right there, without a doubt to me, those two games, this ball club could have won, and they'll be looking right now a lot different. Instead of looking up, they'll be they'd be looking instead of, instead of looking up, they'll be looking down right now. You know, I ah, so freaking disappointing. Ken Norton's certainly not the answer, and neither is Pagano. Because if Pagano was the answer, we'd see some answers already. This all staff needs to get the hell out of that freaking building. Mark Davis better see that he has talented players and shitty coaches. Al Davis would have been flipping. He would have fired Del Rio already. You got the people? You you got to coach these kids up? You can't do it? I'll find somebody who will. Now, I understand the coaching carousel and all that, but I think the evidence we see as a fan base is very clear. I like Del Rio. He's a great rah-rah coach, but he is not the X's and O coach that we need in 2017. I mean, that rah-rah coach worked back in the day, but holy mackerel, it ain't working today. Football is technical. It's difficult. It takes a lot of brain power. And some of these guys, you know, I like Jack. I don't think he's got that kind of brain power. Belichick. Doesn't look like a coach, but he can coach like a mofo. 
Andy Reid. If you saw him in a coffee shop, you'd think he'd drive trucks for a living. Brilliant mind as far as football goes. Well, that's what we need. We need someone that can handle it all. And we need coaches that are good. We have had Ken Norton, first-time defensive coordinator, bad idea. Get him the hell out of here. Now, our offensive coordinator should never have been handed the baton, period. What, they don't want to pay some people? Is it too much money, Mark? You don't have enough money from that shitty fucking thing you're doing, pardon me, in Las Vegas? Kiss my ass, Mark Davis, where the sun certainly doesn't show. I'm furious with the ownership. Reggie McKenzie... You can't pick a defensive back to save your ass. I think the picks, you know, other than the ones that fell in his lap, you know, he sucks. He's a terrible choice of players. I mean, unless I'm not seeing something. We're not seeing the pro bowlers. That's for doggone sure. Other than the ones that fall in the first round to you in your lap, like Mac or Cooper. Right? Crab is the best receiver on the team. Why is that coaching? Why can't our offensive line get out of the way? Coaching. We got the most expensive offensive line in the league and we can't push a paper bag down the road. Coaching. We have a prolific offense. Why is it stagnant? I don't need to say it. From now on, the Raiders are going to just play, and we're going to watch them play, and hopefully they'll play better. They'll play worse. They'll play better. But they're clowns flying around. There's no direction. They know it. They know the season's over. And quite honestly, we might pull a few wins out. I say maybe we win five if we're lucky. Got some tough opponents out there. And our coaching staff sucks ass. So... I see again, we'll be picking up in the top third of the draft. Hopefully we can get lucky because we're certainly not tactically advantaged in knowledge for sure. We can get lucky if uh, Veggie picks a a pick that's lucky for him and lucky for us. Don't tell me it's skill because he sucks. And last year was a fluke. Derek Carr doesn't look very good. But, you know, none of them do. And that's just because, I mean, you know he's a good player. Just have to have the right coaching. I can't. I can say it all day long. We're going to suck, really, the rest of the year. And, and people will say, well, we had a tough schedule. Well, what the fuck ever. Pardon me, but give me a freaking break. Now, I apologize for the F-bombs, but I am furious with this organization, man. You should be, too. I mean, uh, clowns, complete buffoons. And it's evident so, so much. And we do have players. We have no brains in the office. We got a lot of pom-poms in there, though. And they can sure talk a good story, but they can't coach themselves out of a wet bag. 
So we'll just watch this season drift away, and, and then maybe next season, too, if they don't make any coaching changes, then we're just going to be in the same position. I don't care who we get because our coaches are idiots. You know that. I mean, I don't need to be in your living room to know when you go, are you kidding me? Who called that play? Absolutely. Who put this defense in this position? How come we're playing man and not playing zone? Every time we play zone, we kick their butt. But when we go back to man, we get torched. You know, these are questions that should be answered by the coaching staff, and they are not. They're not asked because the the, uh, reporters, I wish I could be there so bad, I would love it. Because I would say, well, you know, most of the the fans think that the coaching here is really ill-equipped for the talent on the team. Let them hear that. Let me answer that question. Any one of you buffoons. I'd love to say it, but they won't let me in the building because I'm not I'm not real media. Well, I'm real enough. I'm this podcast is the freaking longest running professional sports cast podcast ever in history. Now, that might need might might not mean a lot to the Raiders. But it means a lot to the fans, I think. Everyone who started listening to podcasts. Oh, the Raiders have their own podcast. Oh, it's polished. It's clean. It's, you know, it's professionally engineered. And mine is too, because Randy's a freaking brilliant dude. This is Randy. You know why I'm here. I'm just doing this so I won't get fined. But I don't give a shit what what Mark Davis thinks. And I could give a rat's ass what Reggie McKenzie thinks, too. What I care about is the truth and what we see and not what we hear from those buffoons in the front office. And that is all I got to say. As far as the Dolphins go, shit, man, I've seen the Dolphins, just like the Jets, come into Oakland with two wins in the season and beat the shit out of us because our coaching stunk. And I expect... I expect that we win the game. We we're, we got a better team. They have a good defense, though. They have a crappy offense. They got a great defense. It'll be a game. But it's not going to be a game I'm going to be holding on to like it's the next step towards the playoffs because those days are over for all of us. And I think we all see the glaring needs. And it's frustrating for any fan I mean, there's a lot of people pissed off, just not me. I'm furious with the waste of talent. I mean, just when you think we got guys that can play, we have coaches that can't do crap. What a joke. So on that, I'm sorry, my back's starting to hurt a little bit. I want to get this thing over with. God bless you, Raider Nation, man. I hope everybody had a happy Halloween. I hope everyone is safe. Uh... Prayers out to those who are affected by the fire, the floods, the hurricanes, the Puerto Ricans. I mean, the Houstonians. It's a tough time in the United States. And then we got Trump. Don't get me started. Let's move on to the bone line, shall we? Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. All right, 1-800-620-7181. Friggin' one. Get on the bone line. Let us know how you feel. All right. Who is the first caller who's depressed? (laughs) This isn't the suicide hotline. I don't want to do those anymore. 
This is just a reality check hotline so we all know what the hell's going on because fans will always tell the truth. What's up? Yes, our first caller is the Kansas Raider or the Ghost Raider. Either way, he's just a little upset. (laughs) I'm sure uh, I'm over it by now. I wasn't over it at game time for show. What you got, brother? I am pissed. I am pissed. Excuse my language, but this is ridiculous. What the Raiders are doing is ridiculous. Defense. I've been on the side. I've been trying to convince people. And maybe it's because I'm a defensive coordinator. I'm up here trying to give you the benefit of doubt. But the, what I'm seeing, what you put on the field, it's terrible. It's terrible. You have a defense a head coach that is letting the defense look so freaking bad. So freaking bad. I'm sick. I'm literally sick. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. This is Kansas Raider, a.k.a. Ghost Raider. I'm sick. Um, It's not because of the game, but I'm really actually sick. But this game is making me even sicker. This is ridiculous what I'm watching. My daughter, my kids, my other kids, I have four kids. Only two of them like the Raiders. And they are talking crap about the Raiders and everything like that. And my four-year-old daughter got mad and was like, they don't suck. The Raiders don't suck. There's something wrong with the Raiders. And she was absolutely right. Our four-year-old said there's something wrong with the Raiders. They don't suck. And it's the defense coordinator. We are, we suck. We suck. Stuff like that, we suck. We suck. What? We suck. That's all I can say. We suck. We suck. We can't do nothing right. Offense. We got a new offensive coordinator, and he's running the freaking ball. It's third quarter. But he's running the ball. In in, in the third quarter. With six minutes left to go. Why are you running the ball? We're down. McKenzie. McKenzie, do me a favor, please. Do the Raider Nation a favor. Go and get some actual defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators that ain't never done that that, that has done the fucking job. It's simple, man. I, I, I coach football, I coach high school, I coach middle school, and I coach um young leagues. And my whole offense and defense is the exact same thing. All the way up. And my motto is do your job. Coaches aren't doing their job. Nobody's doing their job. I'm just over it. If we win, I'm fucking happy. If we don't, fuck it. I'm out. Well, my brother, you have summed up the entire frustration of the Raider Nation, I believe. Even your four-year-old, the wisdom that rings from that child is very true. There is something wrong with the Raiders. And it starts at the very top. 
Uh, I, you know, I don't even know what to add. Thank you so much for even having the ability to hold back all the other F-bombs. I dropped a few today, so maybe Randy will beep those out, I hope. So, well, we all feel you, brother. Trust me. And our next caller, another frustrated Raider fan, <laughs> to say the least. Oh, brother. It's the Food Stamp Raider. He's telling it like it is, baby. What's up? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Food Stamp Raider from Maryland. Um, I think we've seen enough. I'm going to quote Money Man has spoken. What we are missing on the podcast and say that it's time to break out the projector. It's time for some people to start getting fired. I'm ready for Del Rio, a.k.a. Slick Rick Flair Flair Del Rio, to go. I'm ready for him to take the baby boy blunder, Kyle Downing with him, and Ken Norton Jr. Because this is a disgrace. This is a team that we beat handily last year. We got the same personnel. What's the difference? It's the coaching. They got to go. I don't want to hear no excuses. They got to go. They're incompetent. They've lost the team. You can look at the guys' faces. We are an inch away from an open rebellion on the sidelines. It's over. And it's time for people to go. We need some real football people in this organization, not guys that want to be on TV getting interviewed. There's another loss. The season's being wasted. It's a shame. I said it last time I called. The Raider Nation fan base has more heart and more care about this than the people that wear the uniforms. On that note, I'm out. Well, you know, I'm glad I'm not the only one who sees the circus that is the Raiders. And uh, they got to get a handle on this. They need a new ringmaster. All the coaches. Del Rio's got to go. I like him. He's not the right guy. We need someone who's got a winning record, winning profile in this century. A new coach like, I hate to say it, but Shanahan is going to kick some ass with Garoppolo. Trust me. Well, I hope we can get better. Sorry, bro. I'm sorry. How are you feeling, man? And our next caller is the Raider Educator. I love it, man. I love it. Well, please educate us on what is going down in the black hole, brother. Hey, what's happening, Raider Nation? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is the Raider Educator. Educator. Out of Central Florida, man. Oh, man, we're looking bad, man. Last time we beat KC on Thursday, I thought it was a turnaround season, you know. But um, when I look at it, some teams, they do good, and they fall off the following year. I was hoping that wasn't us, but the way it looks, oh, man, it's, it's getting bad. Um, I thought we were going to beat Buffalo, but the way they got the turnovers going on is crazy. I just had to cut it off. Can't take no more. All right, I'm out, man. Well... Got to cut it off. I can't take no more. Says it all, brother. Thank you for the call, man. And our next caller, a very wise and educated gentleman, Raider Loon from Central California, comes in good, got some good facts. What you got for us, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, 
Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Loon from El Central California. And um, I just got done seeing Derek Carr throw two errant pass plays to basically steal the game for the Bills. And, um, I mean, I'm frustrated, to say the least. Um, this team has it. This team has it. Um, what this team doesn't have is coaching on both sides of the ball. And even the head coach is, is a buffoon, I think. I mean, no, there's just, there's, there's, it's just frustrating. There's just so much, so much we could do on offense. And we li- the, the coaching limits the whole team. I mean, don't get me wrong. This game does hinge on two costly turnovers by Washington and Richard. Like, you know, but the results of those turnovers, um, I just, I mean, the one, one we they went up by a score right before halftime. Okay, but you were only down one score. The second turnover led to a field goal. You know, you're, you're, it's still a two-possession game. You're good. And the offense just had no comeback, no resolve whatsoever. And that's that's just really disappointing because the, the defensive backfield of Buffalo, the two of their starters were injured. They were just as depleted as we were, and we don't attack them? We don't attack them? What is that? The identity of this team is the offense, and and our offense looks like crap. But uh, it's just it's a lost season, guys. It's 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 a mulligan year, man. It's 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 another draft, which I hope Rich McKenzie has nothing to do with because his drafts have sucked. And it's just it's 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 over, man. I, it's it's all draft seeding now. I mean, we can try to like, you know run the table, but that's not going to happen. Be realistic. That's not going to happen. We're not going to run the table next week. I, here's the thing. We're probably going to go out and smoke Miami. Everyone's going to have feel-good moments and everything like that. But we needed to beat win today and Miami, going to the bye week, you know. It just, it's just frustrating, guys. Anyways, Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Loon. One love, I'm out. Man, oh man, you said it great, brother. Like I knew you would. Uh, yeah, Del Rio needs to go. He's a coach of the past, man. He's a, he's a relic. We need a mind. Someone who knows offenses and defenses. He doesn't know defenses anymore. I mean, geez Louise. Our coaching staff blows. Reggie sucks at the draft. Uh, well. What am I going to say? What are you going to do? <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is B-Bell from Southwest Florida, the ranting raider. <laughs> we all be ranting, brother. Trust me. What's up? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, this is the v ranting raider, a.k.a. B-Bell from Southwest Florida. I don't know what the hell happened to my last call, but pretty much, man, this is ridiculous, you know. This is ridiculous. I mean, uh, how does Jack Del Rio get coached by three rookie coaches this year? Denver, San Diego, now Buffalo. 
for some odd reason, man, I feel I kind of feel like he's just keeping the, the seat warm for like John Gruden or somebody up top, man. You know, it is what it is. Three and five. We could run the table, but you know, it's high unlikely. But you know what though, like I said on my first call, shout out to uh Rita Green, 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 man, because no matter how good, bad, and indifferent the Raiders are doing, they always put the show on, man. So shout out to you guys, man. You guys deserve more possibly fucking money, man. So you know, Raider Nation, you know, keep cheering. I know I sound uh depressed, but it is what it is. It's on the coaching. It's on the coaching. And with that being said, as uh, I can't, I don't even know. I'm out. Oh, my brother. We are all searching for the proverbial answer to the question. WTF is wrong with our Raiders. We know, but evidently the front office is blind, um, deaf, and probably definitely dumb. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is the RVA Raider from Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> what you got for us, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Trip, a.k.a. RVA Raider. Raider Greg, I think you might have to open up that suicide prevention hotline again, man. Because I'm not really feeling it. You know, this season, you know, it's been the, the tale of two Raiders. You got the the team that looks great, looks like they got all their stuff together and the three wins that we had. And then you got the who the hell are these guys. And today, the team that showed up was the who the hell are these guys. And, you know, for the life of me, I just, I just can't understand what the hell Todd Downing is thinking. I, I mean, when we're stretching the field and throwing the long balls, it seems to be successful. You know, we saw it at the very beginning of the game, and then all of a sudden things start to go downhill. We had a couple of unlucky turnovers, and we're playing a short game. And that just that hasn't played to our strengths. So it's just it's very frustrating to see this offense play these short little dip and dunk plays on something like a, a, a third and eight, a third and five. You know what what are we doing here? Why why aren't we trying to run play or you know why aren't we stretching the field out? And you know it just it just seems way too predictable. I, I can't really hate on the defense too much. You know they 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 played the the way that we have. They spent most of their their game on the field yet again today. You know, we had we had bad turnovers that led to thirteen points. And, you know, they're a little bit unlucky, but that's just the way it is. And you know, unfortunately the the defense didn't come up with anything of their own. So uh you know, I, I know Raider Nation is with me when I say how frustrated I am. I told you last week I'm headed to Miami for that game. I think we should take them. I mean, they just lost 40 to nothing on Thursday night football. So right now we're looking at needing two wins to get back into the 500 category. So we should have Miami. You never know, though, which which Raider team is going to show up. And then we got New England in our home road game. I don't know why the hell we, we take these games in the, the second season in a row. 
Anyhow, I guess what we got to hope for is that the donkeys and the dolts just keep losing. We got to have a shot at a wild card. So let's try to keep the faith, Raider Nation. All right, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, this is Raider Trip, the RVA Raider. I'm out. Well, my Raider brother, Raider Trip, listen, the defense has always been suspect this whole year. I mean, we suck, but at the same time, the offense has been so horrible that the defense has been on the field all game, every game, pretty much, and the offense gives them absolutely freaking nothing. And let's just not forget this tasty little fact. I think the Raiders still are the only team without an interception thus far in the season. The only team. We don't have an interception, guys. The whole eight games. Crazy. Eight games. No interceptions. Are you kidding me? What was that stat, Tony, that you dropped yesterday? Seven games, no interceptions, had not been done since 1950. Wow. Now, that says volumes. When we were a turnover machine last year, we took 15 balls away on the defensive side of the ball last season. 15! Pathetic. Pathetic coaching. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, you know him, you know his voice. I don't need to say any more than this. It's the Prez. He's in the house. What you got for us, my brother? Good morning, Raider Nation. Raider Gray, Raider Randy. This is the Prez, R-N-O-M, formerly. Found us and all the good stuff you already know. Let's get down to the chase. Yesterday's game was a debacle, a disgrace, a letdown. And I can go on and on with adjectives to describe what had happened. I don't know what the hell is going on with the Raiders. And I'm beginning to think that there's some probably personal issues inside the organization within the team amongst themselves that it's not making up. We started off red hot. I mean, red hot. And just was cutting through these guys like butter. The games that we're supposed to win, we're losing. And the games that she expect us to lose, you know, we win. Now, with this schedule coming up, which is going to be brutal, it's not looking good. I'm a very optimistic, positive guy, as you already know. And I've been on this podcast quite a bit, you know, trying to, you know, be the moral fiber of a positive man. But, man, look, this is Scott stuff, and um, I'm ready to call for some heads. You know, um, the guy's way over his head, the downing guy. I can't really, you know, see if it's really Ken Norton Dream because they brought this other clown over. And, and man, we loaded, dude. What's that? I give credit that the secondary is very young and stuff like that. But with the linebackers, man, we got – I know Khalil's going to do so much, man. You got Bruce Urban, and then you got Navarro, which is a great ad. He's leadership and stuff like that. What the hell is up with that front four, man? I mean, come on. Then, Reg, you cut a rookie who had a promising look, man, and it's coming back to bite you in the ass, bro. And excuse my language. I'm sorry. You know, I'm just, you know, frustrated. Um, sorry I didn't get a chance to see you. Um, I don't know if you were there when we played the Chargers. I mean, I made my way there. And I, I got there. I, I slept. I mean, I went to Oakland, and I really actually was so much in love and all of being in the, in the motherland. I slept in my hotel room and ate burgers. And uh, I was over there at the um, 
Alameda Park, and it was just wonderful, man. I got to Memphis, Tennessee, and I got some rest, man. And you know, by the time I made it there, it was time to get ready. But anyway, it's a whole other story. Um, the future for our season, man, is not looking so good. You got Miami, you got New England Patriots, man, and then we got our rounds again. Get together, brothers. That's all I got to say, man. I mean, pretty much it is what it is, and you know, um, it's out of control. I'm already kind of ready to say, hey, man, it's a wrap, bro, from what I'm seeing and stuff like that. And Marshawn Lynch, man, come on, dude. I mean, I told everybody, and yeah, man, the dude is old, and, and it's pretty much a marketing genius now. He's from Oakland. You can get guys to come there on his name and stuff like that, though. And he's having a field day with it. It's very obvious. Look at the crap he's doing, man. I mean, you know, he's just doing unprofessional stuff, man, and just having his way because he knows it. I didn't expect too much out of him because he's an old guy. He's way past his prime. What do you expect from a 32-year-old, big-sized, dreadlock running dude, man? You know, it is. I'm serious. I'm honest. Give the young guys um opportunity and chance for them to shine. Prayers out. Have a good one. Bye-bye. No, I understand, man. you are always been positive, even when I've been ripping. So we know that. Raider fans that listen to this show, we understand that. And Marshawn Lynch, hey, before he ever got here, I said, not a good idea. Okay, so we got him. And now, listen, he's got a film crew with him every day. He is promoting himself and his beast mode crap all through Oakland, all through the East Bay, on the back of the Oakland Raiders. I wish they would cut this idiot and I wish they'd do it tomorrow. We don't need him. We don't need to pay him the rest of the year. Hope it's not guaranteed money. Whatever it is, we should cut his ass, send him packing, because there's a problem in the locker room. Whatever, it might be him. Who knows? Thanks for the call, man. It's always good. And our next caller, I haven't heard from this gentleman in a while. The Raider General's in the house. I think he's from Lansing, Michigan, if I remember correctly. Could be wrong. But I'm taking a guess. What's happening, General? Hey, guys. Uh, Raider General here. I haven't called since last year. Um, I've um, been uh, dealing with this in my own world this season, and um, which I completely support you, Raider Greg, but since I can't drop F-bombs every second, I've had to do them in my office by myself and not uh, share them with the world. Uh, but... I tell you what, this fan base deserves better than this. You people in Oakland that only have this team for another year or two, you deserve better than this. How can this team, how can this team that is so talented and so deep, and this is the talent, most talented team we've had in a long time, how can we be so talented but so horrible? How can we go out and beat one of the best teams in the NFL? and then come back and get beat by the Buffalo Bills. What, what, what changed? Why would we change what we did against the Chiefs, against every team? How many targets did we throw at Cooper last week? Like 17 times? And this week we only threw it on the field like three, four, two, three times? Buffalo stops the run, so we're going to do a run? That's our, that's our game this week in the rain? I know. I, I, I don't it's, it's coaching, right? It has to be coaching. I'm with you. Greg, I've, I wasn't totally with you on this, but I'm with you now. It's coaching. This can't, we can't turn it on and 
total game change, and they're just getting fed different signals each week or something. I, I don't get it. I don't. It, after this game, I just I really don't have any more words to express how disillusioned I am by this frigging team we all are uh, love and hate. You know. I had to go after that game. I had to get out of the house. I had to. I went to the grocery store, did the grocery shopping for my wife, and, and clear my mind and get away from my family, so I wasn't a total dick. And as I was walking through the aisles, gritting my teeth, I realized that we're in an abusive relationship here. That's what we're, the fan base of Oakland is right now. We are like a man or a woman that's trapped in an abusive relationship. You know, one week. They'll they'll tell us how nice we look, you know, and they'll throw a bunch of touchdowns, and you know, they'll they'll, they'll be nice, and they'll, they'll they, and then we bask in the glory of positivity that whole week of you know seeing NFL Network and all the highlights of Cooper and Carr, and then you know what happens on this Sunday? I know they decide to have a couple too many beers, and they slap us a couple times and throw us down the stairs, you know. I. I'm tired of it. But you know what? After the game, I was ready to divorce him, right? Walk out the door, pack all my shit, and be done with this team. But you know what happens? Monday, I'm still pissed off today. Tuesday, I just get a little blurred. Wednesday, I start making excuses, you know. Uh, hey, hey, it was rainy. And I understand you have to drink to release some stress, guys. And, and You know, it, it, was, it wasn't your fault I fell down the stairs. It, it wasn't uh, Richard and Washington's fault. You know, it was the rookies. And, it, you know, the, the, the turf was wet that day. And Carr might have had other things on his mind. You know, you know Downing may have had a bad night. And we make all these. Thursday, back. I'm home. My bags are back. I move back in, right? We forgive them. It's always forgiven, and we start getting ready for the weekend and to watch our Raiders. It is an abusive relationship. It's a sickness we have that we love and we hate this. And don't I don't want to hear anybody say that the Fairweather fans were – I've been with this team since the early 70s, and I love this team. But I just am venting right now because I know you all feel the same way. I'm sorry this is long. I haven't called in in a while, but um, – Oh, my God, I hate this team. You know, I really do, and I love this team, and it just sucks. Why can other organizations get this right, and we can't? All right, Raider General out. Have a good week, guys. See ya. Now, this call is why I love this show. This is exactly one of the calls that I freaking love. Bro, you hit it out of the freaking park. Abusive relationship. <laughs> On Friday, you're getting juiced up, and there's love, and there's everything. And then Saturday, he juiced up again. You're loving. Everything's wonderful. Sunday, they throw you down the stairs. That is freaking classic. The love-hate relationship. It is perfect. This call is epic. Appreciate it. We all get it. Faux show. Thank you, brother. <laughs> and our next caller is Raider Jim from the East Coast. Man, that must have been a great game. <laughs> In the East, brother. What you got for us, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Jim calling from the East Coast. 
Oh, Blue Monday. Oh, Blue Monday. The day after another loss. I resisted the urge to call last night because I didn't want to make an emotional call. I thought I needed to digest this game a little bit. But the longer I have digested the game, the more sickening it has made me feel. Because I look back on the game yesterday, and I see the same problem in the other four losses. Aside from the turnovers, and aside from the play calling, which were suspect, and aside from the the defense, defensive problems, which we all knew heading into the year, what I see is a team that does not respond well, if at all, to adversity. And I say that because what that has to be, in my humble opinion, it has to be leadership. It has to be coaching. I, I, I see, you know, and I, and I like Jack Del Rio. He seems like a nice guy, but you know, to be quite honest, I don't really want to hang out with him. Probably would never have the opportunity to hang out with him even if I wanted to. I want him to coach the Raiders, and I want him to coach the Raiders to win. It's The season's done, in my opinion. It's, it's, yeah, I kind of knew that. Actually, I knew that the, the, first, the first loss when they went to D.C. and just got pushed around the field. I knew deep, deep in my heart that this team was nowhere near to being a playoff team, at least as far as contending. Yeah, we may squeak into the playoffs as a wild card and get embarrassed, but I knew teams that are contenders don't represent that way. But I hoped that maybe that was an anomaly. I hoped that maybe we could regroup and play to the, to the level that we were capable of playing that we saw in weeks one and two. But, of course, we all know the sad history. We dropped four straight, and I was ready to throw in the towel. And then last week, lo and behold, they suddenly had a moment of inspiration and beat the Chiefs. And maybe, I thought, maybe, maybe they've turned this thing around. Maybe those, those games of ineptitude and no heart and apathy – and the coach looking like he was lost on the sidelines. And unfortunately, Derek Carr looking like he was scared and kind of tiptoeing around in the pocket and throwing little flutter passes. Maybe, maybe that was just a, a bump in the road, as they say, for Todd Downing's first year as offensive coordinator. But I don't think so anymore. I think there's a real, real deficiency in this team, and it has to be leadership. We have to look to the coaching. It may be Todd Downing, but the responsibility lays at the feet of Jack Del Rio because he is the head coach. And his response in press conference does nothing to alleviate my concerns that we have a real head coaching deficit on this team. And until that is addressed, we will never be more than a team who has some good players, has some big games, makes a splash play or two. We will never contend in this league. It is too difficult. With that said, I will continue 
to be a part of the Raider Nation. I will continue to be a fan of the Raiders because that is all I have ever been. And thank you again, brother, for the podcast. Thank you for what you and Randy do. I appreciate it. I look forward to it each week. If nothing else, just as a place where I can be cleansed of some of these negative emotions about my Raiders. So Raider Nation, God bless y'all. Talk to you soon. You know, it's funny that you make the same statements that I make, and I'm sure you're an independent thinker, so is everybody else. I mean, listen, Del Rio is a nice guy. Like you said, I would probably have a good dinner, go out to dinner with him, but the answers that he's given at the podium about I'm not sure, I have to look at the film, are freaking ridiculously lame. He is lame. He is inadequate for the position. He needs to freaking go. Although I like him, he's got all the pedigree, but he doesn't have any of the intelligence it takes for a football team in 2017. He has got to go. Let me just point something out. Del Rio, as a coach... Fired the most the most number of coordinators than any other coach in history. Twenty eight guys in his tenure in Jacksonville. Why is that? Because he can't do it on his own, and he couldn't find anybody else that could do it for him. End of story. Love the call. Thank you for the input, brother. And our next caller, my very good brother from Las Vegas. Raiders Steve. I love this guy. He is a great dude with a new family. Love him. What's up, bro? Raider Greg. Raider Steve in Vegas. We just lost to the Bills. We suck. Uh, you know, man. I know, you know, we were sitting down talking about that after that Redskins game. Something was different. And it's still there. And you know what? Like I see, I can see it in Carr. I can see it in the players. Like I think they want. I mean, they're trying really hard. I just, I really think Downing sucks, man. I think Downing sucks. We should have never. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, man. But I never wanted to get rid of freaking Musgrave, and everybody wanted to get rid of him. And now we're seeing what's happened. I mean, I know he had some bad games, but it's like, dude had like twenty years of experience calling games. Everything he did had a reason, you know. It's, I mean, the Raiders should just dump it off underneath. It's nothing. They're not doing anything. It's a big waste of time, you know. And I blame Del Rio for for making the promotion to Todd Downing. Our defense sucks. I mean, but they're they're playing better than last year. So the offense just can't do anything. We look like crap. And I blame Del Rio for it, man. It's his fault. And the worst part is, like, even if we fired Del Rio, it's like, who are we gonna get? You know. I mean, seriously, we, we're going, we're going to be the San Diego Chargers is what we're going to do because they're going to fire Downing, most likely, and then they're going to install some new offensive scheme, and it's probably going to suck because who are they going to get anyway? You know what I mean? They're not going to find an, uh, someone as good as Musgrave was, and Musgrave isn't going to come back unless we get, like, Hugh Jackson or something. So they fire Downing. We get a whole new offensive staff in there. Now you've changed the offensive scheme again on Carr, which is like fourth time since he's been with the Raiders or something like that. And we're, we're just becoming the Chargers, man. We're going to be mediocre. I mean, this is it. This, we're not going to have a better team than this because we're going to have to pay Cooper, which they're going to do. 
and we have to pay all these dudes, and we're not going to be able to keep it together, and our offense is just, I mean, it's a nightmare, man. We had it all together, and Del Rio screwed it up by firing the offense coordinator. That's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. We should never lose to a team like the Bills. They suck. Like, they're way overrated, and they kicked our ass. And you know what? I mean, we're probably going to lose to Miami, too. Like, I don't have any faith in that. Like, I don't understand Downing. And I'm sorry I'm going long, but he's an idiot. Like, we come out and, and throw down with the Chiefs and kick their ass, and we look like the team from last year. And then they come back out, they play Buffalo, and they're playing dink and dunk. What a bunch of crap. What a bunch of crap. I'm sorry, man. That's BS. I, I wait all year for this, just like you guys. And we were supposed to go to the Super Bowl this year, and it's not going to happen. We're eight games in, and the season's over, and it sucks, man. Like, God. <sighs> anyway, I imagine this is a suicide hotline, so that's my take. I'll talk to you later. Raiders Steve, my brother. First, it was great seeing you in Vegas, sitting down having a beer. Very cool. Good time. Second of all, yeah, Musgrave leaving. I wasn't I wasn't ashamed. I thought that was a good move. But I didn't think it was a good move to put a rookie in charge of this team. That I said at the very beginning of the season, before it even started. I said I had two questions. Del Rio, Norton, and this new guy, Todd Downing. That's a huge change. And he blows ass. And that's what he does. And so, uh, I think if you're going to fire Downing, you better go find someone that knows what the hell they're doing. They should have done that to freaking begin with. This team, the organization, sucks ass. And it freaking pisses me off. Because they're so lame. And you have this, this great team as a great nucleus, and it could go completely a different direction. And here we are still in the mud with the buffoonery going on and the shit going on in the locker room and, and Marshawn Lynch and his clown and buffoonery. You know what? The season's over, bro. You know what? Just like I do, it is completely trash. We should lose every game. I'm fine with that. Get a better draft pick because the higher we go, the better luck, and I mean luck, Reggie, Veggie McKenzie will have picking players. Uh, this team needs to be rehashed. I say blow it up. Shit can McKenzie, too. I don't think his job should be safe. Why is his job safe? His record isn't that good. I, I, you know, there are people in places that would love to take this team and take it to the next level. The clowns we have in there now don't even get what they have. And if they do, they are too stupid to do anything about it. Love the call, bro. Thank you for the input. It's always good. And our next caller is the R.N. Raider. And he's sick. Call a nurse. Oh, my gosh. No, we feel you, bro. What's up? What up? This is the R.N. Raider here, and I am sick of this shit, man. I can't take it anymore. This is this has been the worst season to watch in over ten years. 
And I know we have been really, really bad in years past, like horrible, but this has been the least fun to watch that I can remember. And I've been really trying to nail, been really trying to figure out why that is, because there's loads of talent on this team and there's no reason not to keep excited week to week. And I think it's that just, it's because we have been bad for so long that we finally have the pieces there, most of the pieces, and we still can't put it together. Downing has got to go. That guy, he is not offensive coordinator material. Another year or two in the system to try and kind of smooth things out, but this guy cannot be doing play calling anymore. It is the most vanilla play calling. I thought Musgrave was vanilla in some of his play calling. My God, I would kill to have Musgrave back. Cooper, why, why is that guy just disappearing all game? And I don't know if it's because the plays that are being called are just not conducive to stretching the field. Or if it's just because everybody knows we're going to be doing a screen pass every other play. So there's no point in trying to stretch the field to Cooper. I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I just know this isn't working, and we are the laughing stock of the league. I've seen so many Twitter accounts from opposing teams the week after we play them clowning the shit out of us. And I'm sick of it, man. I don't want to watch this next week. I, if I know the product is going to be anything like it's been the past few weeks with Kansas City aside, then I'm over it. I don't want to watch the rest of the season. I'd rather just call it a mulligan and just check in next fall. They better do something to fix this quick, or they are going to lose me for the rest of the year. I, I just, I can't watch it every week. I can't do it. Man, this shit. Ray, Greg, Randy, thank you very much for, for doing this. Really needed it today. Thanks. Well, that's what we're here for, bro, is a place for you to vent, give your opinion, give your feelings. Yeah, you know, we're all there. It's over. This season's over, bro. Don't... Don't even think that you have to make plans to watch a game because they're going somewhere. Don't cancel plans for dinner with friends because there's a Raider game on Sunday. Don't not go to church for crying out loud because there's a Raider game on Sunday because you can record it and pretty much know the end game after it's over. Don't get excited. Don't waste any time. Unless you're like me, I have tickets. I go to the home games. I enjoy the the tailgate, love seeing the fans. Love uh, rubbing elbows with the Raider Nation. But after that, the game is a completely different thing. I could care less. I don't even have that much, you know, empathy or excitement or let's just see how they play. It's become a just a sludge through the mud for this fan base. And yeah, we've been through some terrible teams in the last decade. But this is freaking worse because it's a good team with shitty coaching. 
And you know, just when you think you can crawl out of the sewer, the plunger pushes you right back down. And the plunger, my friend, is the coaching staff and veggie. Thank you for the call, bro. Just relax, man. Don't change any plans for Sunday, however. Hello? Is this a suicide hotline? Oh, hey, it's Matty Raider calling about my football team. They're trash. Hey, guys, how you doing? Matty Raider, Albany, New York. Hey, just calling in. I haven't called in in a while. I called in uh, after the Washington game. I spent hard-earned money go down to Washington to see them get embarrassed, and then I watched them get embarrassed yesterday. Thank goodness I didn't go to Buffalo to see it. Watch it on TV. Our season's done, dude. It's done. Um, I mean, I'm sure the callers will go through it. Why you would give the six-rated offense and the keys over to Derek Carr's friend, Todd Downing, is beyond me. We have a defensive head coach, uh, and the defense has been broken since he took over. Ken Norton Jr. is garbage. Uh, He pretty much doesn't scheme for his players. He just kind of lets them, on sheer athletic ability, make plays and then rides their coattails um, with any defensive plays that are made. Our defense is atrocious. Buffalo sucks, dude. They're not as good as their record. We got manhandled. We look like we couldn't even play in the rain. We don't know how to play in the rain. We can't. This team has no heart. It's got no identity. It's got no heart. We didn't fight yesterday. You know what I mean? Like if we went down swinging, I mean, dink and dunks. I guess everybody saw what I saw yesterday. And uh, for me personally, it's like we got the we got the four teams here where I live this year, Jets, Bills, Pats, and Giants. And we'll be lucky to be one and three because we beat the Jets. We'll be lucky. We'll be lucky to beat the Giants. Dude, we are terrible this year. The coordinators, I'm not ready to give up on Del Rio yet, but I'm almost there. Oh, this team is built to win now. I just hate that we wasted our season. Um, I'm a little calmed down yesterday. My wife wouldn't even talk to me yesterday, so. I'm just calling in. I'm just really frustrated. Um, I don't know what else to say. God bless you guys. Thanks for uh, doing the podcast. All the best to you, Greg and Randy. And uh, I know you guys feel my pain. All right, man. Later. Well, my brother, I'm ready to give up on Del Rio. You said it in the first part of your comment, which is he is a defensive coach, yet He can't answer any questions at the podium other than I have to look at the film. Kiss my goat-smelling ass, Del Rio. He's got to go, bro. We got to bring in a new head coach with a new staff. And the staff better have some freaking experience. Not a bunch of first-timers. You know, Del Rio, Norton, Pagano, this Todd, you know, drowning, drowning in, in... His offense, which is pathetic. We have a great team. We have bad management. And that's it. Forget the season. Forget the rest of it, man. It's over. It's over for the Raiders. They play afraid. You can't play you can't play from behind anymore like they did last year. Derek Carr looks like a little kid that's afraid. The linemen look afraid. Everybody looks like they're afraid. The defense is trying to manhandle. They're trying to do their job. Defense, I think, is playing hard. They're out there all day, man. So, you know, they need some help as far as scheming. Absolutely. But shit, man, they're out there all day 
because our offense is so freaking lame. And what happened last year? Fluke-a-duke. Fluky-dukey is what it was. It was definitely a fluky, and this year it's a dukey. And you know exactly what that is. I appreciate your call, brother. Don't let the Raiders get in, in, involved or, or, or let them affect your relationship with your wife. I don't let it. We both laugh. We both know what's wrong, and we just let it go because, uh, well, because we're used to it. Seen it for many, many years. Again, same old story, different players. What are you going to do? I love the call, man. Keep going. Keep, keep, keep your head up and go love your wife, bro. Okay, this is Randy. We're going to squeeze in an extra bone line call here. I'm in Miami. That's why the podcast is running a little late. Sorry about that. I'm trying to finish it off this morning. But I ran into a friend of ours here in Miami getting ready for the Raiders game this Sunday. We've got Crusader Raider Keith Smith wants to add in a few words. Thank you, Randy. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Keith Smith, Crusader Raider from London, England, but calling you from Miami, Florida, where we're having a great time hanging out with the Raider Nation. Yesterday, we went off to the Bahamas. Tonight, we have a big bonfire party on the beach, and then tomorrow, we've got a, a, a coach trip and then a, a big Raiders fan meet here in, in the Florida area. Raider Greg, you need to calm down. The season is not over. I know it's a bit doom and gloom, but you've got to believe. You know, I've been telling you for about 10, 12 years now, you've got to believe. You know, we're going to bounce back this week, and then we've only got to beat the Patriots, and then we'll be back almost level, you know. You've got to believe. And, uh, you know, I, I believe, and I know you really do, uh, close to your heart, but uh, good good times hanging out with Randy and Lisa and uh, with Sarah. Uh, looking forward to the game. I'm sure we're going to get the win this weekend. And uh, I might even have to do a bone line message on Monday, Greg, once we got that win, just to reassure you of where we are. Um, everybody who's in the Florida area, I hope you have a great time. Podcast great as always, Randy and, and uh, Greg. Appreciate everything you do. And go Raiders. Well, that is addition for this Raider Nation podcast. It wasn't the suicide prevention hotline, but it might be next week. If we lose to Miami, well, then that's what it is. I would not be surprised. I'm not looking forward to any miraculous game. If we beat Miami, uh, I I don't even know. We'll have to see how they play. Uh, Very difficult game. It's not going to be easy. Their defense is ferocious, vicious. And if their offensive line doesn't get it together, Carr's going to have two broken legs come Sunday, come Monday morning. Because that's just how Miami plays. They're pissed off. They lost 40 to nothing. They're coming back to feel better against the Raiders, I guarantee you. And if they can, they're going to. And the Raiders, if they play the way they play this season, they're going to open it up and just say, come on in, boys. Put it in there. You know what I'm saying. Well, on that, my back is starting to freaking hurt after that injection. Hoo-yah. So I got to get the heck out of here. Raider Nation. It is what it is. You've seen it. You've done it already. Try to calm down and know that it's just another season. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.